This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. If you have listened to the show before, you know that I believe that it is up to you to engineer your own success in your career, and that's exactly what we try to help you do through this show. In today's episode, I'm going to discuss more of a personal topic rather than career, since we do like to focus on both work and life here. I wanted to tackle this topic because it's one that I haven't paid a lot of attention to in my own life until recently, and that is personal finance. Okay, when I was an engineer, practicing engineer, like most engineers that I know, I went to work, worked on projects, worked late often, came home, ate dinner, sat on the couch, watched TV, went to bed, woke up, repeat, repeat, repeat. Luckily, I did invest in some real estate. So I have a couple of properties, which probably will be a whole nother episode we'll do on real estate. But I never really focused on building wealth, you know, and really thinking about future planning, short term, long term. And so it's something that recently I really started focusing on. I've read a lot of books in the past six months, listened to a lot of podcasts like the Investor's Podcast, the podcast called Rich Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And that's what I'm going to focus on today is I'm going to focus on kind of doing a book summary of the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It's one of those books that's really, to me, is I consider to be a life-changing book. It was kind of one of those wow books. And I'm just going to dig into this today a little bit and give you, go over the six lessons that he talked about in the book in hopes that somehow, whether you're an engineer or not, somehow you can implement some of these steps into your life to be more cognizant of your personal finance and maybe be able to build some wealth beyond just taking a paycheck every day and converting that to paying expenses. All right, again, the book blew me away. I'm going to dig into it in this episode. Before we get into the main segment of the show, though, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode. If you're thinking about taking the FE, PE, or SE exam this year, I recommend that you check out PPI, the leader in engineering exam preparation. For a special 15% discount, use promo code COACH at ppi2pass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com forward slash coach. And use the promo code COACH at checkout for a 15% discount on your order. All right, now I want to give you a quote related to today's topic, actually by the author of the book, Robert Kiyosaki, and the quote goes as follows. Intelligence solves problems and produces money. Money without financial intelligence is money soon gone. All right, so this is the first time on the show that I'm really going to summarize a book, and this might be something that Christian, my co-host, and I do a little bit more going forward because we do read a lot of books, and we post summaries inside of our community for engineers, which you can check out at engineeringcareerdevelopment.com. So let's dive in here to the book review of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The show notes for the show will be at www.techpodcast.com. Look for episode 65. That's tech, T-E-C-C, podcast.com. The show notes will contain kind of a summary of the points that I'm going to discuss in the book, as well as a list to any other resources, websites, or books that I might mention during the show. And again, the show notes will be at techpodcast.com. Look for episode 65. All right, so the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, just in general, kind of to give you an overview, 
is the story of this man, Robert Kiyosaki, who kind of, he narrates the book, if you have the audio book, which I, which I do, which was great. He has two fathers, quote unquote. The first father was his biological father, who he considers the poor dad, who was essentially a professor who had a job in education for most of his life. And the other dad was Rich Dad, who was the father of his childhood best friend. Both of the fathers tried to teach him how to achieve success, but with very different approaches. And it became pretty evident throughout the book and to him that the rich dad's approach made a lot more financial sense. And so throughout the book, he compares the two principles, ideas, values of financial strategies of both different dads and gives a lot of stories throughout. And essentially, he goes over six lessons in the book, which is what I'm going to work through. The first lesson is the rich don't work for money. The second lesson is the importance of financial literacy. The third is minding your own business. The fourth is taxes and corporations. The fifth is the rich invent money. And the sixth is the need to work to learn and not to work for money. You know, I often talk about, you know, doing what you're passionate about, not just trying to work for money and not just following the money. And I I believe in that. But I also think at the end of the day, building wealth is important because, you know, you want to take what you're doing. You want to take any money that you're earning and you want to build it so that for future generations, your your kids, grandchildren, et cetera, they can have some, I don't want to say luxuries, but they can have some money that they can use for, for different things, whatever the case may be. Maybe it's going to give them better experiences. Maybe they're going to be able to get a better education or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I think that that's important. That's one thing that people tend to discount too much. All right. So lesson number one, let's jump right in here. The rich don't work for money. So what Kiyosaki focuses on in this lesson is he says there's basically two main emotions which prevent people from building wealth. And those emotions are fear and desire. Some of the fears might be fear of not being able to pay monthly expenses, fear of losing your money, right? That may keep you locked into a, a nine to five job, whether you like it or not. And by doing that, that prevents you from being able maybe to evaluate other investment opportunities and other sources of income. And then desire, you might have desire to own certain things, you know, buy expensive, luxurious things, homes, cars, apartments, right? That's another emotion that keeps people, prevents people from building wealth for obvious reasons. They have to stay in a job that's not fulfilling, that's long hours, that's not a lot of pay just in order to pay those expenses. So in the first lessons, he focuses a lot on understanding those two emotions of fear and desire and trying to stop them from prohibiting your financial success. His rich dad was more focused on creating passive residual income, money that came to him at all times. He didn't have to necessarily wait for pay raise, whereas his poor dad was locked into a job as an educator and he would just, if he got a raise, he got a raise. If he didn't, he wasn't getting any more money through any other avenues. He also gave an interesting story around this lesson in the book is his rich dad gave him a job working for him for about 10 cents an hour. And at one point he said, I'm going to deduct your salary. I'm going to give you a lower salary to $0. I'm not going to pay you for the next few months. And he was upset with it. Okay. But ultimately he realized that he needed the education from the rich dad. So he was going to do whatever he had to do to stay with him. And so what him and his friend did was they found a woman who was throwing out comic books. They took the comic books. They started a quote unquote comic book library in their basement and they charged people to come in. They paid kind of like a membership fee and they could come in as much as they want and read as long as they wanted to. And the point of the lesson was that they found a way to create money. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but they found a way to create money because they got a reduction in their salary. So they had to be entrepreneurial. So the essential bottom line with lesson one is that you want your assets to grow on their own without you. That's what Rich Dad considered financial freedom. And it's not necessarily about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep. 
that's your lesson number one. Lesson number two, learning financial literacy. Kiyosaki said that having this financial literacy is the key to having any kind of success with money. And, you know, financial literacy is, is pretty much the ability to manage your own finances and understand the basics of what finances are, cash flow, different income levels. He gives a couple of really key terms in this during this lesson. He talks about income, which is the amount of money that you earn, which is your wages, salaries. He talks about expenses, which are things like taxes, food, rent, leisure, clothing, their household items, etc. He talks about assets. An asset is something that puts money into your pocket. That's his definition. It puts money into your pocket. Stocks, bonds, investments, could be real estate investments. And then a liability is anything that takes money out of your pocket. Could be your own home mortgage, other loans, credit card debts, etc. So this is a huge aspect of the book because essentially what he tells everyone is that you must build assets. He basically says that the key to financial freedom is to knowing the difference between an asset and a liability and to buy assets, to build assets. He said this is the only rule that you need to know if you want to get rich. Because essentially, people that are wealthy, they live off the returns from their assets, from their investments. While someone who's not financially well off is typically using the majority of his or her wages to pay for expenses... Someone who's wealthy is increasing their assets with any money that they have, and then that's going to build that residual income. The more assets you obtain, the higher your cash flow will be. And if you keep your expenses low, that's where you're going to start to build wealth. So instead of getting your bonus at the end of the year and you go and spend it on a vacation or an addition on your existing home or some new carpets or new floor in your existing home, maybe you put a down payment on a small condo that's a rental property, or maybe you invest it into a small cap stock that looks promising, all right? Kiyosaki says in the book, the rich have assets, the poor have expenses, and the middle class buy liabilities that they think are assets. He says is your home. You buy a home when you usually when you're young and you get married and that sucks out so much of your money because then you're keeping up with your mortgage payments, you're keeping up with repairs, with taxes, all that stuff. He recommends renting and then taking that money and investing in real estate properties or stocks and bonds. And that's a whole nother discussion, but that, that came out of that lesson. All right, lesson number three, mind your own business. As mentioned in the previous lesson, lesson number two, he talks about focusing on your asset column, right? Building the size of your investments rather than just waiting for someone to give you a pay raise or a bonus. This means that you have to keep your expenses as low as possible and reduce any of your liabilities that you have. So how can you do that? Think about it. How can you reduce expenses? Can you cut things out and then take the savings and invest it? That's what you should think about. So he classifies a business where you don't have to be present as an asset. A job is not an asset because you have to be there all day. He typically invested in small companies with a plan of being out of the stock in a year. And his real estate strategy was to start small and to build up to bigger properties. So then he would avoid paying taxes when he sold the smaller properties. He used something called a 1031 IRS exchange. He typically holds his real estate properties for about seven years, and he thinks of every dollar that he puts into his asset column as an employee because he says the money will work for you. Rich people buy luxuries last. The poor and middle class tend to buy luxuries first. Think about that statement. So the lesson's called Mind Your Business, lesson number three, because what he says is have a side business, whatever that is. You can do engineering, right? But then have a, have a couple of real estate properties on the side. Have a couple stocks that you manage. That could be considered a business, right? Or, or maybe you have another business, an online business where you're, where you're earning some revenue or a shopping cart online where you sell some products. I've talked to some engineers that do that. So the bottom line is, is if you rely only on your paycheck, the odds of you building wealth are very slim. He told an interesting story about the McDonald's CEO who went and gave a talk at one of the local, not local, but one of the colleges, I think in Texas somewhere. And he went out with some of the students after to a bar, having a few drinks. And 
he said, you know, what is my main business? And they said to him, hamburgers. And he laughed and he said, that's what everybody thinks it is. But my main business is real estate. And McDonald's at the time was one of the biggest holders of real estate in the world. And that's where they were making, you know, that's where they had a lot of wealth. All right, lesson four, the history and the power of the corporation. In this lesson, Kiyosaki focuses on the idea of having corporations, that the wealthy use corporations to avoid a lot of taxes. And one of the things I took out of this book is the amount of information on reducing your tax liability is tremendous and nobody knows anything about it. The average person knows nothing about reducing their tax liability. So he gave some some lessons about this, you know, and, and listen, this is all, obviously, this is all legal stuff. There's a lot of ways you could reduce your tax liability um, in a positive way. So for example, what he does is he has corporations for everything he does, whether it's real estate investing, investing in stocks, and he invests through the company. And what that allows to do, and I'll give you a perfect example right here. He's saying the wealthy people who own corporations, this is their order of operations. Number one, they earn money. Number two, they spend money on their expenses as a corporate expense or business expense. And then whatever's left, they pay taxes on it. People who work for corporations, they earn their money, right? Your paycheck comes, you're paying taxes on your paycheck, the money comes out of it, and then you go and spend it on expenses. So with a corporation, you're able to reduce your tax liability. So if you had your own company as opposed to working for an engineering company directly, you'd be able to reduce your tax liability potentially. Now, I'm not telling everyone to go quit their job and start an engineering company. But the point is, is maybe if you have a side business, you can incorporate it and reduce some of your tax liability. And a stat that really, really blew me away in the book was that the average American today, and this was at the time of the book, the average American today works five to six months per year just to pay the government their taxes, which is just nuts. You think about it, what comes out of your paycheck. Lesson five, the rich invent money. The idea behind this lesson is that not only does it take financial intelligence to build wealth, but it takes some um, bravado, right? You got to be willing to take some risk. And what holds a lot of people back is lack of confidence in themselves. And you need that confidence to build wealth because it's going to mean investing your money outside of a comfortable area. It's not just going to mean putting some money in a 401k to your paycheck, right? Well, I know that seems secure as well as opening up a bank account. It's not necessarily worthwhile based on the rates based on inflation, based on all that, all the technical details. Kiyosaki really follows the logic that if you want to see your investments grow at an exponential rate, you're going to have to put money in a place that shows some risk. Like I said before, he invested in a lot of small cap stocks, but real estate was really his foundation. He was really interested in focusing on simple and straightforward investments and simple business opportunities. For example, with his real estate, he always used a management company to manage the real estate so he didn't have to get involved in changing toilet seats. And, and he factored that into his expenses. The greater your financial intelligence, the easier it's going to be to tell if a deal is good or if a deal is not good, right? Buying a stock, buying a property. So the rich or the wealthy, they, they have the guts that it takes to build wealth. That's the essence of lesson five. And the final lesson in the book that he went over is lesson six which was work to learn, don't work for money. So he talks about the, the acronym for a job being just over broke. Oftentimes you can get into a job and you stay there for a long time because it's secure, right? But he's, what he says in the book is a lot of wealthy, they use jobs, the wealthy people use jobs as learning opportunities to develop the other skills that they need to be successful. He said that you should use your jobs to develop three key skills, the management of cash flow, so understanding assets and liabilities, the management of systems, you know, your basic economic theory, politics, and the management of people. And if you can learn these major skill sets, and he said, you'll be on the way to financial freedom. So 
I know what you're thinking. Like, how am I going to learn about cash flow and systems in an engineering company? It, maybe you're not. But like, for example, for me, I, I bought the book recently called Reading Financial Statements for Dummies. And I just started reading it because I wanted to learn about this stuff. I wanted to start to figure out how maybe there's a way that I can build some wealth. All right. And remember, wealth is not just about having money in the bank right now. It's about having long-term money. It's about having that residual passive type of income that can come to you. So that's a summary of the book. I mean, at the end of the day, the story that I took away from it is what he says, and I'll, I'll summarize with this, is typically in America, people do the following. They get a college degree, and then they have a lot of loans to pay off there. They graduate from college. They typically meet somebody. They get married, okay? Spend a lot of money on a big wedding. Then they buy a house. It's a huge expense. And then maybe they buy a car. That's another huge expense. And then they settle into a routine of going to work every day, taking their paychecks, and paying off those expenses. And in essence, they're building zero wealth. They're living paycheck to paycheck. Whereas another alternative might be, you stay home with your parents for a few years, you build some wealth, and then you go and rent an apartment that's small, take the money that you're earning through a job and buy a couple of real estate properties or invest in a couple of stocks. Then you're building wealth. Okay, it may not always be the sexiest way to go if you're living with your parents until you're you know, 30 or, or something like that or whatever the case may be. But I'm just giving you an example of how you could build wealth. And again, I'm not a financial advisor in any way, shape, or form. I'm just an engineer trying to learn a little more about finance. But I picked up a lot in this book, and I wanted to share these lessons with you so that I hope that they were enjoyable for you. And now I'm going to jump over to the Take Action Today segment of the show. And I'm just going to give you one simple thing that you might be able to try to improve your finances in the near term. All right, so now it's time for the Take Action Today segment of the show where I'm going to give you an actionable piece of advice about personal finance. But before we do that, let me just give you a brief word from today's episode sponsor. And I just want to say the sponsors help us to keep this show free for you. So I, I am always grateful to our sponsor. And here's a word from today's sponsor, PPI. My listeners often ask me what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FEPE or SE exam. Hands down, I recommend PPI. If you plan to take your exam soon, I have a special promo code for listeners of our podcast. Use promo code COACH for 15% off your order at ppitopass.com forward slash coach. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com forward slash coach. And use the promo code COACH at checkout for a 15% discount on your order. PPI's mission is simple. They want to help engineers pass the FE, PE, and SE exams and advance their careers. Quality is paramount at PPI. In fact, it is the driving force behind everything they do. With best-selling exam review materials developed by PPI founder Michael Lindeberg and other experts in the industry, they have been the source and solution for passing the FE, PE, and SE exams for more than 40 years. To see how PPI can help you pass your exam and for special offers and discounts exclusive to our podcast listeners, visit ppitopass.com forward slash coach. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com forward slash coach. All right. So the piece of advice that I'm going to give you is another one from the book that Kiyosaki gives. It was very interesting to me, this piece of advice, and it really kind of woke me up when I was listening to the book. He said, pay yourself first, pay yourself first. So what I mean by that is everyone gets a paycheck. They pay the expenses. They pay the 401k. They do all this stuff. At the end of the day, there's no money left. And there's no money left for that investment. There's no money left to build wealth. What he said him and his wife used to do was they pay themselves first. 
And sometimes they wouldn't even pay some of their bills, which I understand is dangerous, but he always paid himself first into some kind of an account that he used to build wealth and make investments. So maybe the simple way to do it is to create an account. You can call up your bank and create a separate account called vacation account or called, maybe better would be called investment account so that you're not driven towards spending expenses, but keep this investment account and you can invest, you know, $50 a week in it, $100 a week in it. And then after a couple of years, maybe you have five, ten thousand dollars, and maybe that's enough to put into some kind of a stock or some kind of an asset or an intellectual property or a patent or something that can build income and build wealth. So that's kind of your assignment for this podcast is to think about ways that you can pay yourself every week in a positive way that will allow you to build some wealth. I know this episode was a little different. I hope you enjoyed it. If you liked it, please let me know. Shoot me an email or if you get my uh, weekly newsletter, just reply to it and let me know because I'm thinking about doing something similar on real estate because I own a couple of properties and I know a couple other people that do and we can have them on the show and talk about it a bit. So if you want to get a summary and a recap of the six lessons I went over here from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you can go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash rich dad. That's engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash rich dad, or just look for episode 65. I will monitor all the comments on the show notes. And if you leave any comments, I will respond to you. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.